I'm Brandon. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm Greg, and I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm JD, and I'm an Atletico fan. And this is... Indirect Kick! It is World Cup season, so we had to come back quickly. This is probably the quickest turnaround we had for an episode. Uh, um, I am here with our man in St. Petersburg, Greg. Very happy Russian. Oh, so happy. And I'm here with the messy boy, a.k.a. rooting for everybody who speaks Spanish. Juan Diego, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Just, uh, just uh, got a watcha, watcha, hey, hey. Okay, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> please, please stop. Anyway, uh, we... Yes, so 2010, I'm going to see Shakira live in, in August. Um, anyway, we are not here to talk about Shakira, the brilliant musician. We're here to talk about the World Cup. It started, uh, everyone, every team in the World Cup has played a game. Sometimes I played two. We're going to get into it. But first, a little bit of news. We're just all going to be World Cup related. We're not going to bring in anything else. Sorry, MLS, we're not going to talk about you this week. We're going to talk about all World Cup. The first news is we're, get, we're getting the World Cup in 2026. It's coming back to America, also Mexico and Canada. But who cares, like, who cares about them? It's all about USA. We're getting the World Cup back. We're going to be old with our canes. Going to World Cup games is going to be great. Go ahead. You got any thoughts on that, Greg? You know what's really interesting? I read this article. Um, I can't attest the validity of the source, but I will say they said 75% of the games will be in USA. And then like the other – like, okay, and Canada gets this Mexico. Yes. Well, Canada only has like three cities. I think Mexico only has like three cities on the list. So it's basically the America World Cup. I mean, yeah. It's we, our bullshit way of including <laughs> yeah, like, We just need the – We can move on to the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Greg, you're Russian. Actually, I should really, since we should just call you Grigori through this whole podcast because it's a it's a great time to be Russian right now. Grigori Petrochenko has something to say. So, okay, everyone talks shit sometimes about America. How like, okay, we're not a great soccer team, but listen, since I was a kid. Now, oh, we have been in the – America has been in the round of 16, 94, 2002, 2010, 2014. And in fact, 2002, we made it to the quarterfinals, played a great game against Germany, okay? People talk shit. Oh, no, America. I have been watching Russia lose time and time again. I remember I already talked about it in a previous podcast – 2002, watching them at 3 in the morning, all they had to do was tie Belgium, get kicked out of the group. They miss out on the World Cup time and time again, losing to Slovenia, Slovakia. They finally got in in 2014, played awful, pretty much the worst team. Uh, and 
No one was behind them. Even Russian fans are booing them in the Confederations Cup last year because they hardly won any games. They played against Portugal, lost 1-0, played a good game, but basically no one had faith in them. Not even Russians, no one else. And um, people were already writing them off. I mean, you know, all credit to Salah, but they were like, Egypt? Nah, dude, there's nothing we can do to Egypt. There's nothing we can do to Uruguay. Well, guess what? We're 8-0. and uh, Excuse me, goal differential, 7 Eight yeah, goals, one eight. goal. I'm glad Salah got his penalty, you know? Yeah. Good for him. He has a goal in the World Cup. But you know what? We have the best starting uh, uh, goal differential since France in 1998. I'm not saying we're going to win it, like France or anything, but I'm saying we're on fire. I love it. And, um, you know, it's really um, – I'm just going crazy and, um, you know – uh, the Ruski fever is 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 burning, and even if I mean basically we are destined to play either Portugal or Spain. Now that's probably not going to end well for us, but I think we can at least give them a good game. To us, me to be in the round of sixteen, supporting Russia is a thrill. I, cause in all honesty, this there was such little hype. I. It was hard to believe, but it happened. I watched them do it. Determination, good soccer. It's not like they just barely got by. They played really well. You know, it was an even matchup, more even against Egypt. But they just played good soccer, you know. And uh, we'll see um, We'll see how they step up against Uruguay, obviously um, the favorite of the group. But um, and all in all, I have just been hyped. I've been yelling. all Like, today I worked from home. Um... I think all my neighbors think I have a mental illness because I was just yelling at the top of my lungs. And um, maybe I do. I have Ruski fever. Russia the Graal! Okay. Um, well, I'm glad you brought the thing about the fans not, cause, uh, not believing in the team because the Moscow Times, I don't know if you guys saw this, said the day before the World Cup started was like, doomed. We're doomed. I guess, I guess undoomed, right? No, no more doom. I mean, honestly, okay, like, um, to be fair, this isn't as much as the England press, which I'm not going to get into because you know what happened last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, But <laughs> it got um, the, the, to be fair, at least the Russian press had, like, a reason to be weary because, you know, I mean, in all honesty, they were playing fantastically with passion, really well progressive soccer, but beforehand, we're not getting results. So at least it's all, like, we have a history of not even getting close, you know? And, um, you know, they, they proved them all wrong, and it's fantastic. I love it. All right, Wanda, you got any thoughts about Russia? Um, I didn't see the game against Egypt, so I don't know. I can't comment on, on their performance there, but I assume it was commanding. I mean, they, they destroyed Saudi Arabia. It was all very good goals. Um, Kereshev, uh was incredible, um, and uh, you know, yeah, he was like probably the best player on the field. He was sub. I think he scored like two goals and plays for Villarreal. He was a Real Madrid uh, youth youth academy guy too. Um, my dad actually sent me a picture of him posing with Kereshev when he like, you know, because my dad's a big Real Madrid fan, so. He did manage to actually get like a VIP pass, so he took pictures of like you know all the all the stars, Marcelo with Ronaldo with. But Kerry was one of the dudes that he took a picture with, so you know 
good on him. Good on him. He really, but yeah, he really put on a great performance. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy Rush is doing well, you know. You said something interested uh, in the. Um, good, it's always good to see the host doing well. You don't want the host to. You want the host to do well. You always want the host to do well. You said something interesting in the group chat. You made a joke. You made a joke, but you said like, "Oh, the best player on the field plays in Spain." And then, like, I don't think that's a coincidence. I know you were being facetious, and you're like, "Oh, Spain's the best," but I don't think it's I don't think it's weird that you know when you're playing with no offense to Russia, mm-hmm. but when you're playing a bunch of guys, and no offense to the Russian league, and it's a fine league, it's fine. But like, when you're playing against uh, with guys who are mostly in the Russian league, and you have somebody who's playing in Spain, the quality is different. So I I don't think it's a crazy that he's the best player on the field. Uh, shout out to uh, Alexander. Uh, forgive me if I mess up. The, uh, Golovin, Golovin, who Arsenal and Chelsea want to sign, by the way. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard about that in Juventus. Uh, he was fantastic. He was great in the first game. He had, like, two assists and a goal. That guy, that kid is, well, I don't know if you could call a 22-year-old a, a wonder kid, but um, he's a wonder young adult, I guess. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he looks, he's looked really good in these two games. Um, on Egypt, I have... Um, I don't understand why they didn't play Mosala in the first game, even if you played him for like 15, 15, 20 minutes. I know that the coach saw saw him in practice and said he didn't look right, but I don't know. It just seemed he played fine, but I think if he you gave him some time in the first game to get him to get his legs under him, I think he would have been better. And also, I just think you could have stole you could have stole points off Uruguay. It was there for the taking, and they didn't they wanted like a last second goal. That was the time to do it. Um, but yeah, it's sad. I'm sad for Mosala. I wish that I'm, I'm sad that his World Cup is basically over now. That, but tell it to Russia. I agree. I'm glad the hosts are doing well. It is good when the hosts do well. Um, but yeah, um, I don't have anything to say about Saudi Arabia, but they're not very good. <laughs> That's it. And uh, you're you, you know what I heard actually makes me sad. Is like literally after they lost to Russia five zero, like um, I I think like the king or like some some government official said like our team will be punished. I'm like that's so horrible. That's that's not actually I'm laughing just because of how crazy it is, but honestly that's horrifying. You know what's I fun- would hate that is messed up. What, what's funny? A friend of mine was like, "Who are you going for?" And I was like, ah, "I guess I'll go for Russia because because of you, Greg, because you you're Russian, so I'll go with Russia." And she's like, "Oh, but like." Russia has like so many like human rights violations. Like it's not like Saudi Arabia is like, I'm like, much um, better. <laughs> but anyway, but hey, yeah, you know, I, what, was she American? Yeah. Oh, she, no, she knows only you saw it. Oh, nice, right. nice. Home of child detention centers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk. <laughs> we um, went there. <laughs> we went there. All right, we're done. We're done. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's um. Uh, I'm really happy they're, they're, they have a uh, relentless vigor in getting the ball back. They're just relentless, and I love it. Hello? Yeah, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to make a comment. It's not entirely related to football, but um, as far as like just like people you know, criticizing Russia, I mean, there was this article that I read in The Guardian that was really ridiculous that was like, this. They were talking about the opening ceremonies, and they were like, This is a disgusting uh, propaganda display, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, That's like just what any country would do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like, they're the host, you know? They're yeah, what's well, like. To, the... They're going, but like, they're going to 
say that Russia's great. Yeah. Well, like the article, the article. No different than the U.S. whipping out a huge flag in the middle of a football field and having like you know a whole chorus of people sing the national anthem. Like it's the same thing. The way nationalism works. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, you know, I think the, the, some people really just some people are really just they just really want to crap on Russia. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, let's enjoy the World Cup. Let's try and leave. Let's leave politics out of it. Those players aren't there for any political reason. They're just, they're just there to play some soccer and uh, and um, and you know and make their country proud, make its people proud. You know, so. Well, well, yeah. I think that like the article is like blaming like the wrong thing. I mean, we we can move on from this, but like it shouldn't necessarily be. It should be more about like should Russia have gotten the World Cup in the first place? Which I'm not gonna get into that. Whatever. Right. They have it. Whatever. And well, of course, now they have the World Cup. Of course, they're gonna be like, yeah, like you said, Russia's great. We we're Russian. We like Russia. Like it's not. That's 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 just a normal thing. Yeah, I, you're right. Um, the Guardian said a lot of like. Annoying things about like American soccer—they they really eviscerated the Fox coverage, which has not been good. They were kind of right, but they kind of like, yeah, they're the guardian. But anyway, let's bring it back to football. Yes, yes, we can all agree. Uh, long story short, the press is trash. Yes. You—you uh, you missed the X-rated cut. Of oh, the British <laughs> press from the last—they got cut. But, uh, went yes. off on the sun. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, you guys uh, want to talk about some upsets? Some upsets happened over the weekend, over the week. Uh, you want to get into those? Uh, sure. Okay, um, so uh, on Sunday, um, I mean, you're not into the Mexico-Germany rivalry, but me and Greg are. But I have to say, um, I was hyped that Mexico beat Germany. It was it was a good game. and There's I, a Mexico-Germany rivalry? No, 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 the when? USA-Mexico rivalry. Like I'm saying that like I, I I I'm saying like when I'm saying like has a American I was like I, I was like ah oh, Mexico kind of want them to lose but then when they started when they scored I was like kind of want Mexico to win yeah yeah I mean a regular no, I wanted Mexico I wanted Mexico to win as well yeah I think uh, yeah I was I was very um, yeah I was pretty I was very happy. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, like, my, I, I had the same thing, Brandon, like, my rivalry, like, obviously, I always talk smack about them, like, Mexico always saying they're gonna go far, yeah. and all that stuff, but I mean, hey, these are the uh, World Cup champions that they played, and they, um, you know, it was 1-0 very narrow, but they were able to... Honestly, it wasn't, I mean, Germany had chances to get back in the game, but Mexico should have scored two or three times, like, that pass from... No, uh, yeah, yeah, they did. it wasn't a gritty. It wasn't a gritty win. It was, they really dominated Germany, even though Germany had some like good chances to tie it up and get a point. Like that pass from uh, I think it was uh, Chicharito to Carlos Vela, where like he just missed him. That would have at least been a, a good shot on goal. Like it, they should have been up. Like they should have won by two or three at least. Yeah, and the Germans didn't really find their footing until. Um, until very late in the game, like probably in the last 20 minutes or so, uh, and by then it was too late, you know, and it's interesting because there was, um, I think it was Drucking Love who basically said that, you know, they, the Germans, when they stepped out on the field, they had a completely different tactical approach to Mexico. In other words, they, they, they thought that Mexico was going to play a completely different game from what they actually played, um, 
know, Mexico was really good on the counter, really good transitioning. Um, and, and they weren't prepared for that at all. Um, they thought they were going to defend more. Um, and that's not at all what happened. And they really paid for it. And I think it took the, the German national team a little while to figure out, like, oh, that's what they're doing. Oh, that's their strategy. Um, and then it was too late. And then they lost. So, real props to Mexico. Yeah, props to Mexico. Um, you know, Lozano. Yeah. They uh, caused the they call that was a great goal too. Mm-hmm. Um, great goal. They caused an earthquake uh, in Mexico City apparently, for when they scored the goal. I mean, good for them. I think um, if you're a Mexican fan, I think you have to be you you got a real good chance to win this group because I think there's no doubt that really Mexico was going to get out of the group. They always find a way to get out of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Then you avoid Brazil. I mean, even though Brazil, we can get into more in that stuff later later, but they didn't look great, but. I mean, I think they'll probably still win their group, but uh, yeah, if you could avoid, you can get out of the group and and avoid Mexico. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, avoid Brazil because uh, I know you. I think you said on the chat that you have them in the quarters, right, Juan Diego? Yeah, well, just I mean, you've already you already kind of hinted at why, like like Mexico is like you said, Mexico's on track to win the group, and, and especially if Germany gets knocked out, which. Um, I, I'm kind of, I think I'm going to, I'm going to call it, but they will. Um, um, then Mexico, I think they're probably going to play like Serbia, uh, or, um, or Switzerland, I think, depending on which one of them gets into the, gets into the group, right? So it's like the, 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 the options, you know, um, if Brazil is first, then, um, you know, the teams that they would play against, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia, those are teams that Mexico can definitely beat. So I actually think Mexico has a very good chance of getting to court the quarters. Yeah, so they're certainly on the same level as those teams. Them there for years, you know, to play that fifth game, but they might actually play that fifth game. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly on the same level as those teams, like the Serbia, Switzerland. Like, I don't see that they're that... If, if they are better than them, they're not that much better than them. Yeah. Right. Um, I think an interesting thing about this whole situation is that the unsung pressure about being World Cup champions and then delivering the next World Cup. Now, in our recent era, and I say like all the way to like maybe like 1994, etc., there is no World Cup champion besides Brazil that hasn't gone to the next World Cup and been eliminated in the group stage. That is insane. That's such a strange pressure to yeah. have. Um, say, uh, you know, we saw Spain uh, eat shit 2014. Yes. We saw France uh, after 1998 go out. We saw Italy 2010 out. Yeah. You know, it's um, I don't know. It so it's the same. It's just well, especially with Mexico beating them, uh, it definitely it, it's possible. I don't think it'll happen, but it's I, possible. Um, it's the same thing I'm with like it. the. Alright, you, you gotta bring out your hot take because you were on the last episode, so you didn't you didn't put it, you didn't put your picks on wax. You don't have it out there for people. To, we we got ours out there. We look like this weekend made us look like idiots. Hey, you don't look like an idiot. Hey, dude, we should high five on Group H. <laughs> group H, <laughs> completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I just think that. Um, well, I did actually say that they would very interesting to
when I bowed to peer pressure and said, okay, I guess Germany's good, they'll probably make it out of the But, uh, yeah, just like that. Man, I mean, I think it'll happen, you know. And I, and I think, but I, but I definitely think that if they do make it out of the group, they will, they won't make it past round 16 because if they play second, they have to pick Brazil. And I think Brazil is going to be hungry for revenge after the 7-1 humiliation four years ago. So, Germany, Germany's out early, guys, whether it's group or round of 16, but they ain't making it past round 16. That's, that's my prediction. Uh, I don't think it's a crazy, re- they didn't, they did not look good. I think they're, especially in defense, I think they're just, I think they're too old in defense or just too slow in defense with, like, Kadir and stuff like that. Um, I know they brought in, like, all the younger guys because I know their um, their main striker is uh, Timo Warner from RB Leipzig, but, yeah, but in the back they don't look good at all. They they were ripped through every time on the counter for Mexico. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to say, Greg. No, um, I'll, I mean, I guess we'll we'll have to see their second game. You know, their second game is crucial. So that is true. Yes, we we are talking about everyone one game. We are, but you know, this is our reaction to them. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, um, uh, a history did happen today. Uh, Japan beat Colombia two one. Um, that's the first time an Asian team has beat a South American team in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got any thoughts about that? Um, I can say stuff I watched the game. If you guys want me to go. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, we're, the I, silence is letting you go. I, 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 I can say stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you guys. Oh, sorry. Ahead. You can go ahead. We were quiet to let you speak. Oh, I see. Um, well, you know, I don't want to keep jumping in. Um, so, yeah, so, crazy, you know. First of all, I'm going to say this at the top. I know I said this to Brandon earlier. Japan's jerseys, dick. They're so nice. Probably one of the nicest of the World Cup. They got this really sweet, like, rain line design. This shit is like, that, that is like nice. Um, anyway, they're cool jerseys. They have a long history of cool jerseys. That's like really strong blue. It's very, like, very nice. Anyway, not important. Uh, so I saw the game, and it was, you know, I mean, it, was, it was crazy. It was like, so the, the thing, the thing that, the thing that defined it, I mean, without a doubt, was, red card in the third minute. Uh, Sanchez, the defender, I don't know what he was thinking. He stretched out his hand and swatted the ball. And that's a red. And it was, it was unquestionably a red. No, I mean, it was, it was a red. It was not like an unintentional handball. He smacked it down. I mean, well, he didn't quite smack it down, but you know, he stretched out his arm and blocked the ball with his, with his arm in the, in the box. Had a goal-scoring opportunity. Red. You know, you know no hesitation. And it's like, what are you thinking, man? So anyway, so Japan takes the lead. You know, they're up 1-0. And Colombia, I think, you know, I don't think Colombia played terribly. I think they tried to gain back. But, you know, it's like when you're 10 minutes, you're, you're, when you're down a man, it's like it's hard to come back into the game. Falcao, um, I think, played very, very well. He was kind of involved in everything. He had a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, but, um, and then I guess it was, yeah, it was like real cheeky, uh, like kind of like hitting yeah, it under it was and real stuff. Cheeky, like very powerful, like low shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, it was impressive. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it was very impressive. Yeah, sure. So, but I think you know, I think a couple things to sort of uh, 
Now, I think very, very big credit must go to Japan. They played super well. I don't know anything about the Japanese national team, but I, I saw from watching the game that they play they play kind of like a, a version of Nikitaka, basically. They play like very attacking, very possession-oriented football. And I think that's due to the fact that like most of those guys are smaller. They, they're, they're kind of smaller dudes. And they, you know, they, you know, they, they don't have like the physicality of the Colombian players, so they can't really defend as well. So they have to use like different weapons, which is, which is of course, uh, possession. Although that's, although ironically enough, like the goals at the end of scoring were a penalty and then a header. So I don't know how the Colombians can really, you know, I don't know how they can really like defend themselves on this one because it's like you know they 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 were, they're better in the aerial game. And they're more physical, so I think you know there's a big gap in the Colombian defense. But like I said, credit to Japan, they were really attacking. I mean, Colombia barely, barely was able to like get get to the get get to the second half of the field. You know, they were just constantly sitting back, and Japan just like passed the ball around and really kind of penetrated Colombia's defense. You know, so yeah, I mean, you know, credit for Japan. They really stuck. They really like they 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 hung in there. And, you know, Colombia, like, what, you know, again, Sanchez, what were you thinking? Like, that was the game. Yep. You know, so anyway, so that's, those are my thoughts about the Japan. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. Um, do you think um, the reason why uh, Colombia struggled a lot was the law because James wasn't fit? Or do you think it or because he came on, what, like the 70th minute uh, or around that time? Um, or was it just the going down to ten men just kind of like screwed them for the whole game? What, what would you what would you say is more of the factor, or is it a little bit of both? Oh, uh, so like whether I thought that like him going down a man was a bit more important than their, their possession. No, I mean more than like because they were they were missing their star. Their Hamas didn't didn't start. He played him in like really late in the game. JD, what was he thinking? Um, let's do a quick flashback to the quarterfinals between uh, Ghana and Uruguay in 2010. <laughs> now, this was a huge game. It was right at the end of the game. Now, Suarez, you know, I really like Suarez as a player. Like, we all know him. He has his tendencies to be a scumbag. And um, I forget which player in Ghana shot for goal. It would have went in, but Suarez put his hand out. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Dropped it, got the red card. Then they get a penalty, and Ghana misses the penalty. Now, it's like, okay, like, that's something crazy to do. But it was worth it. Uruguay went in. Like, this is the third minute. Like, (laughs) chill the fuck out. This is the first game in the group stage, dude. Um... 
I, you know, I, it's just baffling. Um, like, I understand nerves are really high. Um, obviously, none of us understand the kind of pressure you're in, like, the first few minutes of the World Cup, the most important tournament in the world, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion. Well, and, I mean, it's the world's, yeah, I, we, yeah, you're right. We don't have to even discuss <laughs> you that. You have to, like, qualify that. Yeah, I, did, I, did, I didn't have to. <laughs> you're right, that was unnecessary. Um, basically... But the um, I guess even someone after all the training, after all the tactics, just is so in the moment that they do something incredibly stupid. And um, it's not like they can't come back in the next couple of games. Yeah, you know this is a very like Group H is the most interesting group to me because it's like wow, like okay, two teams we thought were gonna like handedly lose are on top. And the two we thought were going to win are on bottom. Oh, I give more uh, Senegal more credit. I thought they would be a, a tougher out, but I didn't think Japan was going to do anything in this group. Yeah. And um. Well, yeah. Uh, it's um. So it's very interesting group, and this result um is uh, fascinating. Can we? We just briefly. We don't like obviously. Yeah, we can talk about. I wanted to talk about that next. Um. So um. The first African team to win is Senegal. Um, Africa has not had a good World Cup. It's been a little rough for them. But um, they do get the win against Poland, who a lot of people thought, especially with Robert Lewandowski, uh, one of the, like, the great best strikers in the world, was going to not necessarily cruise through the group, but was probably going to at least come in second in the group. Uh, they beat them 2-1. I know, Greg, you're, you, you, had, you want to have some stuff to say about that. Go ahead. The Okay. The second goal was the by far the strangest World Cup goal I've ever seen in my life. Now we have this bar system where we're like, hey, now we have this thing. We can review the play if um, maybe the refs got it wrong. But interestingly enough, there is no VAR for what the ref did because this is something they never thought would happen. So, um, ay, 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 my memory is horrible. I can't remember his name. He, he went off injury for Senegal. Um, he had a very great game, by the way. He went off injury for Senegal for a moment, and there was some play. Now, um, right in the middle of a back pass all the way back to the goalie, the wave uh, – excuse me, the ref waves him on. Hey, come back. So there's this awkward back pass where <coughs> Chesney, the uh, Polish goalkeeper, has to come out. And then, you know, straight from the sidelines, he bolts for it, gets the ball, puts it over the goalkeeper, and puts it in the net. And it's like, you waved him on at the strangest moment. Because, I mean, it, it was a gift. This, this, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Right. The ref said to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's so strange. Like, literally, like, they're like, hey, can you VAR this? Like, no. The ref made that call. And we don't even have law. We don't have any rules for this. I don't. Kind of thing. I don't think VAR covers that. I think it's no penalties, red cards. There's four things that it covers. It's penalties, red cards. Um, I don't remember the other two. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it covers like a, a back pass where you wave a player off. Yeah, yeah. it's part of the so, rules. So, so VAR, how it should work, was the Russia Egypt game. Salah got his goal after he was tugged and it went into the box. They VARed it and they're like, oh yeah, that's a penalty. I'm like. Oh, damn. This time, the ref waves him on. It's like, oh, we can't do anything. Right. <laughs> he made that call. And so it was a it was a gift for Senegal. Well, here's the thing about that. The thing is, it's not necessarily a mistake. 
I mean, I guess it's a mistake on the on the rest part because it's just bad timing. It's not so much like I mean, he just made an obvious error. It's like it's. I mean, it's not an error on paper, but it's just kind of like like an asshole call to make. He like screwed Poland over. Yeah, and, and, and okay. it was fair to do so. But I'm just like, dude, you should have better judgment than that. You're a World Cup referee. Like, you know, at least, like, you're just like, okay, there's this back pass going all the way. Like, the goalie holds on to the ball or something, or, you know, it's out of play. It's not even like like they needed him to defend, you know. It was a moment at which, oh, it's a back pass going back to the goalie. Like, all right, just wait. Goalie holds on to it or something, or it's down the field. All right, now you can go back on. But he just decided to let him in that exact moment. I've never seen a goal like that in my life, and um, it's still it's still baffling what the ref was thinking. Uh, I don't, Wandy. You want to talk about VAR a little bit? You can. You want to go ahead and say some stuff about VAR? Uh, sure. Um, so I think that this World Cup has been interesting. I mean, obviously about what the with the VAR VAR. Um, I mean, I think that the, the, the scenario that Greg just outlined has probably been the most, like, contentious. But I would say that in general, VAR has been pretty smooth in this World Cup. And it, what's interesting about it is that it, it seems to be having the complete opposite problem that everybody thought would be a problem. So everybody thought that the problem with VAR would that it was that it would slow the flow of the game down, that it would be very disruptive, confusing, I and mean, it is still confusing, but that it would be disruptive and that it would be really kind of slow the pace down. But actually the opposite is what has happened. And I think part of this has been because FIFA has really insisted that like VAR should really only be used in very, very rare circumstances to try and keep that same sort of spirit of the free flow of the game. Um, but I think the problem you're now having is that players are now making calls and they're saying like, well, how come that isn't? How come we can't review that? How come that's not subject to a video review, right? Uh, this this was a case in point in the Spain Portugal game uh, where the, you know I mean for one thing you know Ronaldo's penalty possibly contentious. Um, there's contact, which you know is debatable, uh, and then of course there's Costa's kind of light smacking of Pepe's face right before he, like, received the ball and then, then pulled off his freaking great goal because he's fucked up. Dude, um, the best goal. Yeah, oh, we'll get yeah. To that. We'll get to that. All right. We'll get to it. All right. But, you know, so, like, these are all, and, you know, no VAR would use the, the referee's discretion was, was, was prioritized. So, you know, I think it's, it's not, I mean, I feel like I understand the rules of VAR, but at the same time, I'm also thinking to myself, like, oh, I still don't quite get it, you know, like, which made me think, this is just an idea that I have, feel free to take it up, FIFA. <laughs> They're listening. Um, but I feel like the rules for VAR, for the most part, I think are fine. I think we shouldn't use it in most instances. You know, it should be kind of like for cards, for penalties, Scoring goal scoring moments, um, and and really, you know, it should be very much up to the referee to decide whether or not he or she should should should, should review it. You know, unless like the people in the video are insisting that it's been a terrible mistake, um, and of course, the ref has the right to refuse the recommendations of the VAR referees, um, and you know, he can review it himself and make a decision there too. 
get a certain amount of reviews. Each team gets a certain amount of reviews. And I don't think they should get too many. I would say maybe only even one. Two tops. But basically, you know, to, this would be, I think, a way to sort of even out, like, what the ref thinks is worthy of video review. It's two in the NFL. Worthy of video review. By right? the way, so one. you get one call, yeah. you know, and you got to pick your battle wisely, right? Like, you don't want to because we don't want teams like constantly like constantly you know like disputing calls but you think you get one you know Real Madrid Juventus penalty moment you know to sort of uh, let's not let's not argue about that again <laughs> right but I'm, I'm not saying that that was or wasn't a penalty I'm just saying that like that's the moment where you'd be like okay review it you know regardless of what you think just review it give it a give it a give it a second opinion you know I think that would be a good idea. That's something that maybe, like, you know, soccer should consider. Um, so, that's just a thought. Just an idea um, for a I quick want ex- the AR, I think the last, sorry, I was, No, bad. My last I want the AR to work. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't have it figured out yet, but we need it in soccer. And all these people who are like, no, let's not have it, we need it. We don't want to go back to the days of, like, horrible calls and teams get, get thrown out of the tournament for, like, We've seen it too much. VAR needs to stay. We just got to figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, you know, yeah. Uh, for for the people who may be listening who are not soccer aficionados, um, VAR is, is a video assistant referee. Basically, they've been implementing these things. It's an MLS. I know it's like in a bunch of the leagues. Now, I think the Premier League is going to implement it maybe next year. I'm not exactly sure. But basically, they have a bunch of refs in a room watching the game, and they got a guy standing behind them and basically talking to the ref as it's happening. If they make a mistake, like they miss a penalty or something, they'll tell them to review it, and then they can change a call. That's It's basically like if you watch – like Juan Diego brought it up. If you watch the NFL, it's like it's like their review where they got the little booth on the sideline, and you look at it, and they can say if the, if the call is right or wrong. Yep. I think the way it is now is good. Um, uh, to be fair to the other side – who thinks VAR could be bad? Um, I say um, I don't think it's bad now. I think in the future it could get out of hand. Um, Lord knows. I mean, they're gonna add forty-eight teams that so you don't have to talk about again. But, <laughs> um, whatever stupid rules they come up with in the future, yes, it'll probably there'll probably have to be some pushback. Be like, listen, VAR is supposed to do this, A, B, and C, and they'll probably try to make it do A through K, A through whatever. Um, but I agree with JD. It is doing his job right now. Um, it's not perfected, but uh, is definitely welcome. And the way they're doing it, it's less intrusive. They um, they're systematically making sure it's not intrusive. In fact, they have VAR. Um, they told their refs um, right before the World Cup, like unless you're sure of a call, don't raise, don't raise the flag, don't make the call. And then if we feel the need to review and tell you otherwise, they will. And um, that being said, um, I, you know, the, the need for VAR in a lot of the games, I mean, I've seen a lot of games so far, and they haven't used it a whole lot it, in comparison to what people were imagining. Like, right. VAR's going to get in the game all the time. But no, it's, it's, been, it's been used well, in my opinion. Well, you're, um, you're bringing up, with, uh, you guys brought up a thing that I was going to bring up about uh, VAR. Or, or bar, um, a lot of the problems, right? A lot of problems, like people, they're not using it enough. Because I know I was listening to like the 
BBC, like, five podcasts, and things like Alan Cheer, somebody was like, how could they not lose VAR against, like, Harry Kane, and blah, 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 he was, like, basically tackled in the box. So a lot of the complaints have been that they haven't been using VAR enough. Not that, like you said, like, they haven't been using it enough. Not that they're not, they're using it too much. So, I, I, and I agree with you, like, uh, this is, like, in baseball, like, since they think it's like, oh, they're gonna slow down the game, blah, 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 the human error, but it's like, and we're spending, like, two, three hours watching these games, like, in sport, I'm just, whatever sport you like, two or three hours watching this, we're already spending a lot of our time watching it, we might as well get the calls right. I don't know, if VAR, something like VAR is the best system, but we gotta do something where we can get the calls right. Um, there's two sides of that coin. Yes, it's good that they're not intruding because they just introduced it, okay? Mm-hmm. They're still trying to refine it. But the other the other side is I couldn't help but laugh out loud when I saw how many times Harry Kane was bear-tackled, like bear-hugged by this yeah. the same, or, you know, different Tunisian players. You know, like, no, like, hey, you know, Tunisia, you played a, you played a, you fought for it, but, I mean, you deserve to lose, like I'm sorry, it was dirty. I was happy that here uh, we don't have to. Well, we'll get we'll to that. Get to, we'll get to, zip, well, zip. it's going to be the next topic. Don't worry. But I do think somebody brought up on a, uh, on the Ringer FC. Somebody brought up that um, the uh, instead of like players doing like pulling out their pocket to the ref, they do the square thing. Oh yeah, the square. They change like yeah, that fan motion when they want a penalty call. It's kind of funny that they kind of already adopted it like this quickly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, e- Egypt did it today. Yeah, yeah. And then what they talked about was basically somebody from Egypt did like the square. Um, but anyway, that's that's our thoughts on VAR. Um, I guess uh, you want to uh, France. Well, we're gonna move on to England. France got lucky. Uh, here's the thing: why I bring this up, I think this is a good transition. France and England both won their games two one. They're very different two one games in my opinion. Uh, France they got a penalty uh, and. Basically, Paul Bogba got lucky on that goal. I don't even talk about the goal line technology yeah. part. I'm talking about the fact that it was like deflected and it happened to fall in the goal. They they took the goal away from him. It's considered an own goal. You know, you know who's gonna get the goal? Well, I mean, the, I mean the fact that it even landed in oh, the goal. Yes, That's what I yes, mean. The luck part. Yes, I mean, yes. listen, three points is three points. But again, uh, the same friend who talked about the Russia thing, uh, she's rooting for France, and she was like. Well, I haven't really watched the game. I heard they didn't play well, or and they still, but they still won. And, she, and but England won the same way. What's the difference? The difference is France is one of the top three favorites to win the tournament. They should be dominating people. It shouldn't, especially a team like Australia. They shouldn't. Not even that the fact that they have to win to beat them five nothing. It's more that like they. Uh, it's like they should even if they win two one, it should be a convincing two one. It was not a convincing two one. Well. Well, Brandon, to be fair, um, teams who have been really successful or have been champions in the World Cup um, have had slow starts. Well, hold on. I'm not saying that France is – I'm not saying France is not good or France is not going to go far in a tournament. My point is more that um, just if I had to put money on, like, who's going to win the World Cup now, I wouldn't put it on France as of this moment. Okay. That's more my point. Like we said, it's been one. They've, everyone's played one game. I mean, the Russian well, well, have played two. Oh, okay. The analogy I'll make is in Texas Hold'em. You see like cards, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna make a play." I would just be like, "Check, check." You get to the round. You get later in the tournament. It was like, "Okay, I'll put my money on this person." But I don't think it's time to to make that call yet. 
in my opinion. Well, yeah, I agree. We shouldn't be making these calls this early anyway. But I'm just saying, like, we have our reactions to it. This yes. Is our kind of okay. Our okay. Reactions okay. To it. So I know I, I know we have more, wait, a lot more of this tournament to go. So who knows? Who I don't know who exactly who France plays next, but they might beat them like ten to nothing. But who knows? But as of now, based on what I see from them in this tournament. I wouldn't necessarily put money on them. I still think they're one of the favorites, but I, I wouldn't necessarily put all my money on them. Get brief pausing. Can we? Sorry, well, can I'm going one here. Go ahead. So I my train of thought. So shout out, professional. I'm such a professional podcaster. Um, you guys talk about France, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I actually, well, I I think France. I think me and Greg both picked them to win the whole thing, but uh, I, I see them. I see them making a run. I just uh, it's more as of now, like what I've seen. I haven't made a run, but um, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else to say about France? No. Juan Diego, you want to you want talk more no, shit about my French brethren? Okay. Uh, one brief thing before you talk about England. I saw this thing on Reddit and I, I just like laughed out loud immediately. It's like the golden ball is gonna go to own goals. Oh yeah, if that... own goals. <laughs> there have been five own goals. Yeah. And we're not even that far in the tournament. Right. How many own goals are there gonna be? I think their record is like seven. Or something yeah. Like that. You know another interesting stat. This is another tangent. Sorry to keep doing this. Um, not since 2002 has there been all first-round group stages with no 0-0 games. All goal. Every game has had goals. That's yeah, pretty, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty a, awesome. Like, hey, uh, this, this has been a great World Cup. And yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I... Yeah, no, it's been great. It's been even, even the... So here's the thing about this World Cup, and then we can... We'll finally talk about my beloved England. Um... Here's the thing, even, there have been some stinkers. Croatia, Croatia and Nigeria sucked. It was not a very, it was not a good game. Uh, Iran-Morocco was a good game, although it had a good moment. But the games that, like, you were looking forward to, like Germany-Mexico, Spain-Portugal, Iceland-Argentina, those games delivered. The marking games have delivered. There hasn't been a disappointing big game yet. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. Um... But anyway, we have to talk about me, an English citizen, a North Londoner, of course. <laughs> we have to talk about my three Lions. They got a 2-1 win against Tunisia. Um, my, uh, I guess I'll just give my thoughts since I'm, I'm the one repping England here. I know you're, 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 you support England too, Greg. Yes, I do. Um, but uh, I thought... They really should have won the game by more. It shouldn't have taken the Harry Kane, uh, uh, Harry Kane uh, header at the end of the game. But man, they, they look they look good going forward. They just need to be more clinical. I think they I think they 
they got to have a lot of confidence going against Panama. It's like, hey, if we could actually finish our chances, we shouldn't have a problem against teams of this quality. Uh, they look good. Uh, and I think, uh, like I was saying, the difference between France and England is like, I didn't know what to expect from this English team because there's a lot of new faces in there or younger faces in there, not necessarily who have the international experience like they would bring, like these older guys in. The young team, Gareth Southgate seems to be have this team like in really good spirits. So I think this team could make a deep run. I think they do. I think they if it all comes together and they don't England it, they got the talent to do it. I mean, Harry Kane's a baller. I mean, he's not in the Spurs shirt, so we could... We can compliment him. He's not. He's not playing for. You know. Tottenham. You know. I used to hate Harry Kane. Is like, okay, you're good for Tottenham, and then you're terrible for the national team. Mm. But nope, he he stepped up. But also supporting England is like you. You're supporting the Tottenham national team, so you uh, have to, you have to just accept it. But uh, the Tottenham national team. Yeah, but he's got he's got he's got he was real clutch. He came up in big moments. He just happened to be there. Where, where he needed to be at the right time, where it's like... And also, it helped that Tunisia did not mark England's best player. But no. you should probably... You, you know, it's interesting, because they thought they were done with him after all those bear tack, the bear hugs and tackles. Yeah. You know what? Uh, his name, the, the dude who was covering him for most of the match, he's the, he's the person uh, who got the penalty. Saucy, uh, right? He was like, Harry Kane, brother! <laughs> when I see you in my end of the field... I swear to God, you're gonna feel the grass in your face when I take your bra. You know, on, honestly, all right, enough WWF, but you get it. It was ridiculous, and um, you know, uh, we don't have to talk about VAR anymore. But it was just really interesting. They chose not to say anything. Like literally, they're just like, dude, I'm loving this. Like Harry Kane is getting the shit beat out of him, <laughs> and that's why it was it was just fucking karma. Finally, they're just like, fine, we beat the shit out of Harry Kane. He's not anything in the game. He's like, hello. hello. Bam. Uh, Tunisia, you play dirty. I'm like, you know, I'm a proponent to anything. I, I, I have no problem with you. It's just the fact you played so dirty, I'm happy you lost. And I'm happy England won. Yeah, small teams got to play dirty sometimes. I'm not really a big problem, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, I mean, they need a- to, the refs need to make the calls. Yes, you're right. I mean, they got away with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we don't have to go, uh, I've kind of, uh, had my, my praise of England, uh, shout out to Big Daddy Kane, Lingard, work on your finishing, you had two or three good chances, but, uh, I think they should, prop, they should, yeah. they should do, prop, prop to, oh. no, go ahead, props to Haley Joel Osman, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, he had the sixth sense this game, ah, uh, <laughs> alright, Oh, he um, had the sixth sense, sense this game. I think it was, uh, my understanding is that probably a fun <laughs> reaction or, but, or a joke, but anyway, no, um, I think England, England could do well, you know, I've been, I mean, you guys can't see me, but I've been messing with the World Cup chart now, like all, all episode long, and I do have one scenario where England makes it as far as the, the semifinals, if Colombia places second in the group. Um, uh, so anyway, I, I can see England going pretty far. I think they'll. I, I think they'll make it. They might. Yeah, they. I think it's so far. They could go far. So. Yeah. Um. 
you know, even if they only make it to the quarters, it's like, hey, that's a sigh of relief. We're like, hey, it's like the old days. We can have no, sort that's of... good for England, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good, especially for this is like a very... This is the new generation, so that's that's a good thing to build off for the next like major tournament for the Euros and stuff like that. So they wouldn't be... I don't think they'd be disappointed to get to get past the round of 16, get in the quarters. That'd be good for them. But yeah. um, Fingers crossed they don't have a penalty shootout. <laughs> But as much as I would, I would love for England to be the main event, the real main event. What do you guys want to start with? Because we're going to go into depth into um, two games. We're going to go into Spain, Portugal, and uh, Argentina, Iceland. Spain, Portugal. You want to do Spain, Portugal first? What about you, Juan Diego? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I think the game, the game of the tournament so far: uh, Spain three, Ronaldo three. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tax, tax cheat. Cristiano Ronaldo three. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, who who isn't <laughs> all those top guys? I mean, him and Messi. Yeah. Like that's part of the goat status now. It's like, who, who cheated the tax system more? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this is yeah. Like we said, it's the best game of the tournament. Um, Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Give you give your thoughts on this game. One year, we can go first. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, oh my god, that. So I mean, I've enjoyed many games in this World Cup, but this one was like, this one was like laughing and crying and clapping and just like you know, just it's just like pure unadulterated soccer joy. It was. It was it's like. Um, you know, I mean, where do I even begin? Um, you know, obviously Ronaldo, critical, decisive. You know, he's just he's Ronaldo. Um, uh, Carius's cousin De Gea uh, messed it up in the second goal. Just kidding. I know he's one of the best goalies in the world. Chip <laughs> up De Gea, don't mess up again. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, what a game! Just like. I mean, I don't even really know where to begin. Costa's goal was incredible. Uh, Nacho's goal, that rocket, that like to take the lead, you know, three to two. Um, and then Ronaldo's just ability, and then just Ronaldo's ability to lead Portugal. And to, and like, I'm telling you, when PK fouls Ronaldo, just outside the box in the 87th minute, 88th minute, I was like, that's going in. I knew it was going in. I was like, that ball is going in. Portugal's going to tie this game up. And boom, uh, Portugal tied it up. And, um, you know, that kind of decisive leadership, it's incredible. Spain, Spain, you know, I mean, obviously they let, they, they conceded three goals, but Spain's looking fantastic, and it's like the Lopetegui thing didn't even happen. Uh, I had faith that they'd be able to get past it. And it's just like, if we're going to talk about the favorites, like, Spain is the only one looking like a favorite. Spain is the only team thus far that has performed to favorite status. Um, uh, what, 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 so about, what about what about what about Belgium? <laughs> uh, well, Belgium. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you you can't you can only play who they put in front of you, and they they dismantled well, Panama. I mean, this was Portugal, you know. By the way, I think Portugal is a favorite too. They're not usually being thrown into that mix, but I think that. You know, well, I'll just read to you. I can't believe you're making me defend Belgium. I mean, if you want to defend Belgium, but... Okay, I have... I mean, I don't... Look, 
what, what favorites have looked good have looked bad against inferior competition is my point. I'm not saying that they're better than Spain. That's not my point. But I'm just saying if like if you're talking about the group of favorites, I think in terms of like based on the performances, I think Belgium is in that top three. Spain is ahead of that. I'm not sure. about I'm not about this Belgium hype. I mean literally I, Panama I, I, is I, I, I know they're a good team and I know they say but they played against I mean they played against Panama. Panama has never been to the World Cup. Panama's not a good team. That's not my point like, though. I know, but I just, I just don't, I just, I'm not, I'm not about the Belgian hype. I don't know what to tell you. But I'm not about the Belgian hype I basically believe in two teams that are going to probably make it to the final: Portugal and Spain. With so, and then I have blind faith in Argentina. I have no evidence to back up that Argentina will do well. They're probably not going to do well. So but honestly, the two teams that I think are probably going to maybe win the World Cup are the teams that played that game. Um, yeah, that is totally fair. I think, um, especially Spain, the reason I say that is you're in the first game, okay? First game is when all teams are prone to making the most mistakes. We've seen five own goals. We've seen a lot of crazy stuff, okay? Now, this Portugal, honestly, all their goals, even though the last like free kick was fantastic, were all mistakes from defense. And yeah, a, 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 or or the goalkeeper David De Gea, like uh, De Gea. I just said it like a fucking idiot. Um, so um, you said I, it's fine. I don't yeah. Know. Um, so so um, Spain though they literally scratching and, and clawed and made beautiful goals. No mistakes by Portugal. What was Portugal gonna do against Costa? You know what I mean? Literally. Um, so that's an interesting thing about like calling. You know, uh, we've already discussed it. So there's the penalty there, and on this side, yeah, he elbowed him a little bit, but that doesn't stop how patient he had Portugal defenders all around him, surrounding him. The angle that he made that goal, that was just bar none the most beautiful goal I've seen in this World Cup, in my opinion, because honestly, the angle was not there. He just makes it happen. That was insane. Um, everything Spain did was clinical. All their goals were beautiful, and they didn't rely on mistakes. And in my opinion, if Spain meets Portugal again in the later rounds, I think Spain wins because they are no longer green or just getting into the hype. They are settled in the tournament, and they're not going to make those same mistakes. And um, Ronaldo is just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, take yeah, down I Ronaldo. Really I think it's a really good analogy, yeah. Um, I agree with it. Yeah, I agree with all your points, one hundred percent. Um. Well, we should talk. Uh, I guess if you, that's all we have to say about Spain, Portugal, it's a classic. If you didn't see it, find it. If you have to find it through not so legal means, we won't tell you where to go. I wish I'd recorded it. It was a it was a beautiful game. Yeah, yeah. Just, you want you oh. want to watch it? It was the best. It was. I don't know, because it, maybe it's a little bit of recency bias, but it's like, is that like a modern classic? Is, I think, I feel like... No, 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 that is, that is a great game. Yeah. I've seen a lot of World Cups, I've seen a lot of games. That one stands out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a class. I mean, it, it, it's a very good game. I'm not sure if I would put it as like, you know, an all-time classic, uh, especially this early on. But I mean, like I said, it's a great, it was... It was an awesome game, no, no doubt about it. And it, it, so far, it's been the best game of the tournament. So we'll see 
you know, knockout rounds produce magic, so there'll probably be games of comparable exciting excitement uh, in the knockout stages. But, you know, it's the best game of the tournament so far. Talk of the town, no doubt. All right, well... Well, we had like a we had an IRL uh, watching or of Argentina Iceland. We went to a bar, uh, the whole yeah, and we got to meet a weird dude who wasn't even a real Argentinian <laughs> we fan. We did. I know we were gonna bring it up at the end, but I guess we're gonna <laughs> talk about that now. No, uh, no, no we don't have to talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, I guess I guess we just lost a fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Um. But yeah, we went to uh, Summers in Arlington. We watched the game. It was mostly Argentina crowd. Um, it was fun. Uh, pro, I know it wasn't as hype as you wanted, Juan Diego, but I had a good time. No, I had a great time. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Um, yeah, uh, we talked about how great Ronaldo was. I mean, we, Messi wasn't bad, but we had to talk about how like he didn't come up when the team needed him the most. We kind of have to talk about that. Yeah. I think he played better than anybody on that field did. Well, I mean, yeah. I have a bunch of... I I don't have I don't have them on me, but I had a bunch of stats well, sorry, about Messi. I don't mean anybody. I mean, he was the best on the Argentina. Right, right. I had I had a bunch of stats about Messi, how, like, he does everything, and he has, like, scored, like, 100,000% of their goals and all that and like, qualifying. But basically, he does everything for Argentina. And it's evident... Yeah. So, so... And they give him none of the credit. I mean, the Argentine press is brutal on Messi. Brutal. Um, and it's really dumb, but, you know... You know, I think... Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. You triggered me when you talked about the press. Let's not talk... If we talk about the press, I'm going to get really mad and say things that I shouldn't say on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to cut, we're gonna have to cut <laughs> a bunch out. Oh, the press. The press, what are you doing with your life? That's all I'm gonna say. Like, what are you? What are you really doing for your team? You are okay. You are all blood suckers, hoping that you can take some sensationalism from any little weakness in any of your players. Do you want to win the World Cup, or do you want to suck their blood and make them worse? And um, Sam goes to the sun, uh, sun, and um, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm gonna say something really bad. But anyway, um. Yes, I agree, uh, JD. Um, they are absolutely ruthless, and it is very stupid. They should be so appreciative that they have someone like Messi on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should say uh, it was a 1-1 draw with Iceland in their first ever World Cup game, uh, and Iceland played very well. Um they gave up a great goal to uh, Aguero. Aguero! They gave up a great goal to Aguero. <laughs> you can uh, never do that, can we? Can't like, you can't say his name without doing it. Um, they gave up, he he scored a, like a crazy goal where he like like turned yeah, and then like Aguero. in the box and just like fired it in. It was like really really good goal by him. And then they got um they scored a very and then Iceland of course like it was very like team versus like the individual kind of kind of way. Uh, uh, Fun Bogosin. Yeah, yeah, Fun Bogosin. But that that goal was just like they like put it in and then like it bat like the the uh they had to gob off a rebound and then they finally put it in. It was like totally like it was like everybody touched the ball before it went in. It was very very team oriented goal. They played very stout defensively. They really like used their size to their advantage. Um so shout out to Iceland. Iceland did well. Uh, I hope they 
have success. I do uh, want Nigeria to make it to the, the round yeah. of 16, but if Iceland makes it, I won't be mad. I, 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 they, I think a lot of those guys on the Iceland team, a lot of them play in Iceland. I think they're going to end up playing in like Europe pretty soon. I think a lot so, of those guys are going to get big contracts soon. So, so, Messi, GOAT, in my opinion, like there's no competition. Even though Ronaldo's great and he's one of the best ever in soccer. That being said, we have to acknowledge Messi's... A, I wouldn't say it's his Achilles heel, but his weakest part of the game is penalties, okay? We know he has a tendency to miss penalties. It happens with him, okay? Like, he makes plenty of penalties, but he does, you know, he misses penalties at crucial times every now and then. And all credit to Thor Halderson, the goalkeeper of Iceland, man of the match, he had an incredible game. Argentina had a lot of chances. He just, he was just on fire. Like, you know, and that's almost ironic to say of someone from Iceland. But he was fire and ice. He was everything, man. He, he, like, they had a lot of heart, but he was just unstoppable that game. Uh, I think you brought an up an interesting point about, the, like, the GOAT status. Um... You know, somebody was complaining on Twitter was basically like, oh, there are other, like, things to talk about besides Ronaldo and Messi. But it's like, these are the two best players in the world. They're always going to be compared to each other. And if we're doing the GOAT rating, if we're going to go with that narrative, you can't see me, but, you know, the Messi and, for the World Cup, Messi and Ronaldo would say they were even. Ronaldo had that great game. He rose, and Messi missed that penalty, and he fell a little bit. Uh, I think... I think this is going to be the World Cup that determines... I think it's going to make the difference between who we say is better. I, I think in terms of the narrative. I don't know how you feel about that one, Diego. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I feel like... Well, there's a few things I want to say. I don't want... Can I, I'd like to bring this back to the game just briefly before we start talking about, like, GOAT status. If that's, if that's all right with you. Yes, that's okay with us. Because we're moving away from the game, and there's a couple... I want to talk a little bit about Argentina... So I think, you know, um, Argentina definitely needs to play better. Uh, and I think their biggest problem is just, like, they're not very good midfield. Um, I don't really understand San Paoli's tactics. I don't understand. I don't – look, there's a big thing. There's a big thing in the Argentine press about this idea that, like, the national team is basically Messi and his friends. They call, um, they call them the, the Messi's friend club. I don't know if I agree with that analysis very much. I kind of agree that that's an issue. Um, I, basically, what the Messi friend club is this idea that Messi has this very profound, this very big influence on who gets to go on the national team. And so this is why he gets to have players like um, Macherano, Biglia, um, and Aguero, even if they don't necessarily perform as well as they should. Now, Aguero plays amazingly in the Premier League, doesn't have a very good uh, track record with the national team. It was good that he came through in the game last time. But, I mean, Macherano and Biglia, like, oh, my God. Like, why is Macherano and why are Macherano and Biglia still playing on the national team? Like, they're, I mean, you know, they were great, but it's it's like, you know, they've declined, you know. And and it's it's just weird. It's just weird. And then it's like... Sampaoli puts 
Salvio on the right back. He never plays as a right back. What's he doing in the right back? I just don't get it. You know, all the all the all the changes that Sampaoli made, like to the squad, as far as like bringing in new guys, some of them from Argentina. He's not actually putting them out there, right? Like, Lo Celso should be starting for PSG. He should be a starter. Um, put DiBala in like an attacking midfielder role. Why isn't DiBala playing? DiBala said something about. Um that he, he thinks that him and Messi could play together, and he was like kind of complaining about the way he was playing. What? Sampoli was complaining about... No, no, no. was com- like, kind of complaining about like where, like his role. Like He says like him and Messi can work better together. Right. Well, I mean, I agree with that. I think that they need, you know, that's like, try it out. You know, I, I just think it's, at this point, Sampoli, Sampoli is at the point now where he just needs to just put his cards on the table, you know, because, you know, he tied this game. And so now I think he needs to do the kind of experimentation that he was known for sort of in Chile and at Sevilla. It's like, you know, you're playing against, they're playing against Croatia next, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, they gotta, he's got to take, he's got to put it on the line. Take risks, you know, he could get crucified for it, but, you know, it's the World Cup that's on the line. You know, I, 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 I'm hoping to see... Uh, and I think he will make. I mean, the rumors are that he's going to make some very big changes to the lineup in yeah. the second game. So, um, so you know, but take out Biglia, take out Macerano. I mean, we just don't, you know, because that midfield was just like lost in that game, you know. Uh, and Messi was really the only one who was kind of like carrying the ball around, and, like trying to get in on some sides and doing the little like cut down the middle or whatever. Um, so anyway, he also has to play so deep too, to Messi. To make up for the midfield. Well, I was, I was gonna say, no, I was um, gonna say, um, he doesn't. He, you don't. When the fact that you brought up a good point about the midfield is like they it forces Messi to play a role that he's not necessarily needs to play and wants to play because he has played so deep and he has to do everything from like the midfield to the goal instead of playing up and actually being you know, in an attacking role. You know, Argentina is lucky that he's such a versatile player because right. he was playing a more midfield role in that game right. as opposed to being fed balls by... Um, well, actually, field. Messi has played more of a midfield role on the national team. Yes, yeah, that's what we're saying. Messi becomes so stupid because it's like he actually hasn't really had as much of a like forward attacking role like he had at Barcelona. He kind of He's kind of done everything for Argentina. Yeah, sort of the only reason that they're even here, you know. It's and, and so when people criticize Messi about like, oh, he's like he's not good on the national team. I mean, he might not be as good on the national team as he is at Barcelona, but like, I mean, Argentina wouldn't Argentina would be nothing without Messi, right? So, now. so, so. two two things, you know. Obviously, we don't have to go back in time and talk. You know, we're trying to talk about the World Cup, but there's a point in time where Messi was like, I can't play for the national team anymore. It was. It's just such a burden because so many people, the scrutiny literally, like psychologically, was like ruining him. And so he said, I'll never play for Argentina again. Luckily, he changed right. his mind. Um, so, yes, I mean, there's just, we don't have to talk about the press or all these people, but he's doing so much for them, and you are absolutely right. They, are, they should be thanking uh, all powers above that he plays for them. Now, right. I mean, I think criticism is fine, you know, but I just think that some people, some people have had it. There are some, there are some in the Argentine press that have had it out for Messi for a very long time, and will, and will never, they will never, you know, see him in a positive light. Um, 
because they're always going to want to be comparing him to Maradona and like, why can't you do what Maradona did and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, so, I mean, all of that is very unfair. Um, Messi has to deal with sort of the legacy of Argentine history in a way that Ronaldo never will. I mean, that's a, it must be sweet to be Ronaldo because Ronaldo is literally the Portuguese Maradona, right? Ronaldo is the one setting the precedent. There is no comparable player in Portuguese history that's like Ronaldo. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. No, he's just like, he has no pressure. If he wins, if he loses the World Cup, nobody cares. Ronaldo is like, but Ronaldo's just having fun. And you, you gotta feel bad for Messi. You know? Hey, hey no guys. I'm sorry, we didn't win the World Cup. Was like, ah, it's all good, you're Ronaldo. It, you know, it was fun. You know, it's interesting. You know, everyone has their golden generations. Uh, just really briefly, in 2002, Portugal's like, we have our golden generation. We had Figo. We had all, you know, and uh, they uh, lost to America 5 3 <laughs> in the group stage. It's like, oh shit. So, um, JD, um, so not to keep going on tangents, are you familiar with Christian Pavon? Yeah, he's, um, I, I've been reading and hearing about him. I mean, they say that he should be the guy on the left wing. Yeah. I think he plays at River, right, if I'm not mistaken? Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not familiar with him, but apparently he is about to start instead of Di Maria. Yeah, yeah, well, Di Maria also kind of struggled in that game, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is interesting. They're, 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 they're bringing in a lot of, like, home, home blood, like, uh, you know, like, homegrown blood. Uh, homegrown blood, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you grow blood? Um, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, they are bringing a lot of people from the Argentine League, and I'm not, you know, I don't really know that much about Pavon. They say he's good. They're going to try him out over Di Maria. Probably a good idea, seeing as how Di Maria didn't do as well. Uh didn't perform that well in the first game, so, I mean, at this point, like I said, Dan Pauli just has to, just has to try, just, like, he's just got to put his cards on the table. I, I mean, but I, I don't, I don't see anywhere in the conversation, you know, discussions about, like, Dybala and where to put Dybala. I think Dybala needs to play a, 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 a more important, uh, more important role. How, I'm not exactly sure. I feel like maybe an attacking mid would be good, and then just put Messi up front as a forward. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Pavon can do. He's supposed to be good. Well, couldn't you switch those two? Switch. Switch Messi. Switch. So, like you said Messi play up front and then Dabala play attacking mid. Why don't you have – you could have Dabala play the up front and then have – at least have, have him – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess either or is fine. Um I because think, I, I think, like, uh, like, I think there's Aguero, like, but like, yeah, I think the more you have, the more you have a uh, if you're gonna have Messi play that more midfield role, you gotta have people, you gotta have people in front of him to get the ball to, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just think that you know at Juventus, DiBala is more of a like more of an attacking midfielder, so I think that's a role that he knows better. And I also just think that if we're gonna talk about like you know, you know. Um, Definition on the counter on the or on on attack. I mean, you know, there's no better player than Messi to score goals for you. That is true. I mean, you know, Messi can do anything, so it, it really, I think, it doesn't really matter. But, but you know, but yeah, I mean, just just to try something out, you know. Oh, we were going to talk about the the goat. We're going to go into the goat narrative. I mean, I mean, I'm like, 
here here's my quick take on the goat narrative. I almost don't care anymore. They're both amazing. Like how how badly like you know I don't know. At first, you know, like I was so defensive of Messi, but I mean like Ronaldo's proved himself. He's amazing. Literally, like they are like we are lucky to live in a time where there's two goats, okay? Who knows in the next generation they'll just be like whoever for a year or two or whoever for like three or four years. We are literally witnessing two players who are the best of all time. And the fact that they get to compete, I'm no longer def- – like, obviously, I think it's messy. But that being said, I'm no longer that defensive because I just took a step back and just like, wow, you know, I am so lucky to be able to see both of these guys play soccer. I'm sick of this go – like, people can, like, have this pissing match, who's better? And it's like – it's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I can't even – like, I don't even know who's better anymore. And I feel like I don't give a shit. Uh, okay, Juan Diego, or do you do you give a shit about the goat the goat status? I'm sorry, repeat your repeat your question. Do you do you care about the the goat debate? Um. Yeah. I mean, I I I I do. I, I'm interested in that debate, but I mean, I also agree with Greg that you know standards by which we talk about who is the goat are arbitrary and ahistorical and unfair and silly and so I think I definitely agree with Greg that you know we are living in, a, in an amazing kind of golden age where the two greatest players or, uh, of all time are playing playing with each other in what is probably one of the best like you know athlete rivalries of all time um, so you know the fact that the two of them just feed on each other like that I think is really great and it just makes the sport more enjoyable um one thing I'll say, you know, I mean, I think, you know, if if Ronaldo wins the World Cup, you know, we definitely have to talk about him being the greatest of all time. We, we, we just have to. There, there's right? nothing to talk about. He would just be the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, you know, but I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can make arguments, you can make very good arguments for either person. And you can make very good arguments for, like, you know, not, like, as Greg sort of did, you know, to not even bother with it. I mean, this, I, I had a thought the other, like, a couple weeks ago where I kind of wondered, where I kind of felt like, in some ways, the discussions about who is the greatest of all time, they rely very much on where you're from. You know, I mean, I think to some, and I mean, I, I don't, I mean, and this isn't me trying to take away from Messi and how good he is, because I think he is one of the greatest players of all time, but we can't deny that him being an Argentine is influential in our discussion of this, right? We want him to be an Argentine. Why? Because we want to see the next Maradona. Um, and I think that if, like, the greatest player of all time was from Botswana, um, you know, none of us would care. And it would be really un- and and and, then, and that would speak to the whole arbitrariness of the World Cup thing because let's say there is a player let's say the greatest player of all time is from Botswana or we can even use like you know one who was amazing George Weah from Liberia Liberia is not going to a World Cup if George Weah is the best player of all time should we should we really be mad at him that you know oh well you didn't get a World Cup you know so you can't be the best of all time even if like on an individual level he is the best right like. 
I think geography really plays a role here. Um, Sergio Ramos said somewhat recently after Iniesta retired, he's like, if, he, if, he, like, if Iniesta had the name Iniesta, he would have won a golden ball long ago, or a, a ballon d'or long ago. Um, and I mean, I think that's true. You know, I think, I'm not really saying, I don't think there's like racism. I don't think it's like racism. But I think there is a pedigree from being from a football nation, right? Like if you're from Argentina, you are kind of elevated to this like status as being part of its history. If you're from Brazil, you're from a football nation. They expect you to embody this. Uh, look at like somebody uh, like... like look, you can, you can, so anyway, so my point just being that the standards are always arbitrary and they're unfair. And I think that, you know, there's lots of ways you can twist this. Um, so it's just something to think about, you know, it's just something to think about. Uh, I mean, you can look at a modern example, not that, like, this person is, like, the greatest of all time, but it is a great player who, I'm, you know, I had to shove in some arsenal. Well, Obama Yang, who's from Gabon, like, most people can't point out Gabon on a map, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't take away the, how, what he's done in his career, just because he'll probably won't make the World Cup. I, 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 I agree with you. Basically, what I'm saying. I just wanted to shove Arsenal in here somehow. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many like game-changing players. I mean, Gareth Bale was my team. right, right. Wales the best players in Europe if he weren't from Wales. Right, exactly. And, and same thing with uh, yeah. Him and Ramsey are the only two players who like do anything <laughs> in in Europe. But that's that's not their fault. Yeah, isn't Gig Ryan Giggs also from Wales? Yeah, Ryan Giggs is from Wales too. Yeah. You know, so there's just yeah, or or George Best. He's from Northern Ireland. George Best can't be the best. George Best can't be the best. George Best can't be the best because he's from Northern Ireland. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like he didn't win a World Cup. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it's just you know you gotta. These are things that I think people have to look at. So you know, but I mean, you know, still, d- d- despite fun. geography, these two have like like scratch and claw to be the best on the planet. Yeah, these are and no this is like. This, I mean, I'm just like, wow, like, uh, I, I was at a point where I was not a Ronaldo fan, and there's just nothing I could do to just not respect the fuck out of him, because Yeah, I have to agree with you. There's I mean, nothing I could do. I resentingly respect him. <laughs> well, no matter, like, where they fall, they're definitely, like, two of the top five greatest players ever. It's like... Pele, Maradona, Messi, Ronaldo, and then you could put in whoever you want at five. But I mean Zidane. Zidane. Okay, Zidane. Uh, ah, Zidane. Zidane. Um, <laughs> you know, but there you you can rank those players whoever you want, but they're, like they're gonna go down as two of the two of the top five, maybe even top two. Where so where does the phenom go? Like you know, there's Ronaldo and there's Ronaldo. Like Ronaldo is. Maybe above Zidane. That's a much... We don't have enough time to have... We don't have enough time. He is, that's how arbitrary it is. Like, we could just go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Like. Cristiano's better than... I mean, you know, I, I know... I, I, I like Ronaldo original edition, too, but... but um, He's won two World uh, Cups. I like Ronaldo yellow version. <laughs> yellow version? <laughs> Dude, the but, um, phenom was you know, nasty. First generation... Game the boy, phenom was in three. I mean, the phenom I mean, was in Cristiano three, three straight World Cup finals. I mean, that is yeah, amazing. I mean, you know, that is amazing. He never won a chance. I guess he never won a chance. Uh, original Ronaldo never won a Champions League. Really? I don't know that. 
What? I didn't know that either, actually. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah, he never won a championship. He played, for, he played for Real Madrid. Yeah, but he came just after, he came the season after they won the championship. Oh, you know? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Wow. He should have never left Barcelona, really. I mean, that was when he was perfect. That yeah. one season that he had with them was like the perfect season. Okay, quick, quick, ten-second tangent. Wait, wait, are you saying that his if he would have stayed with Barca, his knee wouldn't have exploded? Well, he got injured in Italy, not in Barcelona. No, I'm just saying what you're saying is like he stayed there, like his injuries wouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, who knows what would have happened? But I mean, I just think that like with a team and the caliber of the caliber like Barcelona, and just given where they were, I mean. He probably, I mean, they probably could have gone on to win the Champions League. I mean, obviously, he could have won the Champions League with Real Madrid, too, but, you know, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm just I'm just saying stuff. The, I'm, the reason I bring up that season is because that's a famous season. Like, you can look it up. Like, the 96-97 season is, like, legendary. The, the, the single season he had at Barca. Because he scored, like, 40-something goals, which, you know, is like a, like a Messi or Cristiano-type season now. But back then, that was, like, you know way more goals than anybody scored ever no one had ever heard of a season that good so he kind of, so anyway you know and, and that's that's the interesting thing is because there's players um obviously uh, none of us are like huge germany fans but miroslav Klose, world cup legend yeah scored so more goals than anybody else in the world cup and then when it comes to the, his actual season in his respective club league, he wasn't that good. And so, it's interesting. Maradona, like, apparently never won a, Mar- a Champions League either. And he's a great player. No, but it's like He's never won Champions League. You know, uh, Messi was in a World Cup final, never won that. But he's won Champions League plenty of times. Um, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, we could, I mean, we could be in this argument forever. Wait, this is more right. of a thing. Listen, I got this is interesting, but we got I gotta cut you guys. Up. We could talk about this in between the World Cup and the like the start of European season. We'll debate who's the best. But I gotta wrap it up. We got yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we, we've this has been this has been this is, yeah we've yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway the. The tournament's been really fun. We've had, we obviously had a lot to talk about. Uh, this is going to be a long ass episode. Uh, so you know, if you're taking a trip, if you're like bored at work, it's something to listen to. Anyway, we are on Facebook. Just look up Indirect Kick Podcast. We are on Twitter, uh, Indirect at Indirect Pod. Uh, uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcast. They have this, announced a new. Uh, podcast app and if you like have like the rs feed you could use whatever app you use on your phone anyway uh subscribe and stuff like us share us and we'll probably be back next week talk about what's going on anyway uh bye you can go ahead and say bye see ya <laughs> i can say goodbye Juan Diego. <laughs> bye everyone all right hey i'm on soundcloud gp nova see ya later all right bye <laughs>